Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William, the Opinion Updike. Oh, and I am still positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast, just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you Locked on Clippers. Absolutely. Three days a week in the offseason, but when that season hits, September 27th, we're coming at you five days a week, five 7 a.m. Five days a week. Can't wait. Absolutely. Uh, anyways, today we're going to start things off talking about the Clippers win total. So Bet Online has the Clippers win total at 44.5. We're going to talk about what y'all out there in Clipper Nation had to say about that, as well as <laughs> our thoughts. Yeah. Um, and what 45 wins would mean, which is interesting to look at now that there's 82 games for 72. Yeah, like, is that a playing uh, spot? Wait, mm-hmm. We'll talk about it. Uh, and then in segment two, the third center watch continues. We're taking a look at a specific guy. You may know him, former Clipper, DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we're going to talk about if... Things are kind of on the outs with him in the Nets, what that would look like. Mm-hmm. And then in shavings, we're going to talk about Kerwin Roach, who is kind of a standout to us in a summer league way. Like, it's kind of clear That's that That's the perfect he, way to put it. It's yeah. kind of clear that he needs some development to really, like, be a big player in the league. But we're still excited to talk about him. Terrence Mann also got the key to Lowell, Massachusetts. Dude, what which, a hell yeah, Terrence. Good for him. And then we have a love married quarantine for you. Basically, every Friday we rank something arbitrarily related to the Clippers, sure. and we're either loving it, we're marrying it, or we're quarantining it, which means get it the heck away from us. So all that and more, coming up right about now. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, yeah, so welcome to Clippers Win Total Talking. Uh, Bet Online, which is, of course, as you know, your online sportsbook experts, has the Clippers win total at 44 and a half wins. We went to Twitter mm-hmm. to ask Clipper Nation on Twitter uh, if they would take the over or under on that. And I'll tell you what, this is one of the most lopsided pulls we've maybe ever had. 91% of Clippers fans on Twitter are taking the over. I mean, at I th- least 45 wins, which checks out. I think I'm with that. I'm with that, too. I'm with the status quo on this. Yes, I will take the over. Um, Clipper Spencer says, give me the over. We got 48 wins in 2019 without an all-star. I think we can definitely get to 50 with MVPG leading the way. Some interesting correlations here by Spencer on the win totals. Um, I mean, I I agree that I don't know if we'll get to 50. Um, 50. Well, we're going to talk about what it depends seems on. high. We're going to talk about what it depends on. Um, Stu Quinn officially bet the over, and his dedicated listeners will remember, last year Stu Quinn um, got a push on his total win bets for the Clippers last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be following that through the entire season. But let, So we're, we're both confident in saying we're, we're taking the over in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think 45 wins at a minimum... Yeah, absolutely. That's already the over. (laughs) So let's talk about what needs to happen for the Clippers to get over 44 wins. And the thing that I think is difficult to kind of wrap our head around as Clippers fans is that the October to November stretch, which is the very beginning of the season, is maybe the most important stretch to this. 15 of the Clippers' 41 home games are in October and November. Over a third of the entire season is in the opening, like, month and a half of the season. It's trash. It's truly, like, it's, what, six weeks? Something, yeah. Something like that. Um, it, it is six weeks. So those first 15 home games, like, I mean, 
you want you want to go a lot better than 500 at home. You know what I mean? So like, it it's tough because to get over 44 wins, we gotta we gotta clean like we gotta clean up right when the season starts. Yeah. So we talked about this kind of uh, at length when the schedule got released. So if you haven't checked that one out yet, go back to that. But time. yeah, yeah. Due to how many home games are sort of front loaded, it puts a lot of pressure on this team to kind of have things clicking out the gate yeah which you know with another year of familiarity i'm not saying it's impossible with a more defined paul george role which yeah. we've also touched on on this podcast before for sure i think that that uh I, I think that that helps you know empowering him to sort of be the the team leader uh kind of hoist the team on his shoulders which are his surgically repaired shoulders yes so that's funny you bring up like the team needing to start fast because last season I think a lot of us, myself included, we all kind of thought there was going to be some, oh, what's the gel time going to be for this Clippers team? Like, how long is it going to take them to really start getting wins as a team? And it was kind of right off the bat. The Clippers started really hot. I think everyone who watched the Clippers was really impressed with how kind of put together they looked early yeah. in terms of knowing roles. So I think you're right. I think they can, like, I mean, of these 15 home games in October and November, I mean, what do you think they win? Like, if they went less than nine and six, like if they did worse than that, we gotta, yeah. I mean, ten and five is where it has to be. Uh, I don't know, man. That's because then it's and just like it a brutal sucks too. Because I, I don't want to overreact to the beginning of the season because that's so silly. But, but you gotta take advantage of home games. Like, I don't do. think it's crazy to to want to take advantage of these home games. Yeah, like so with fans as well. In my mind, there's like sort of two hurdles to getting over this forty-four and a half win thing, right? Um, and it's obviously starting the season strong, taking advantage of those home games like you touched on. But also January is like a weird crux. Is that the Grammy trip? That that's the, happens? yeah, that's where we have like the longest stretch of road games. Um, and I think, you know, depending on how the team is gelling. Eight game like, road trip at the end of January. Yeah, yeah like. And may, it's not easy. I don't know. Like if you can stay 500 over those games. Yeah. That'd be great. Really, ideally, like you have a little bit of padding in your total wins and sort of where you're sitting in the standings. Mm -hmm. Going into something like that intense, which is also, as I talked about, leading into the all-star break, which is always a weird period of time for teams. Like, do you shut it down a little bit? Like, we you we've hit watched a fatigue Clippers, wall. And when we've watched Clippers, I think, wasn't it Clippers Nets last year that was right before the all-star break? And it was just like... No one seemed to really care. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because it's right before your break. Yeah. This is going to be, we're back to 82 games. Yep. So it's going to feel a little more difficult for these guys. This eight game stretch is uh, at Denver, at Philly, at the Knicks, back to back against Washington and Orlando. Kind of nice little back to back dive. Um, Miami, and then a back to back Charlotte, Indiana. And I believe there's a, there's a five and seven in here. The Washington, Orlando, Miami, Charlotte, New Orleans stretches five and seven. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's gonna be it's gonna be brutal, especially yeah. if you're hoping to you know tread water at five hundred. I mean, not even tread water. If you're staying five hundred for the trip on a itself, trip not like for that. the record up to that point. Yeah, obviously. yeah. If you're yeah. if you're staying five hundred on that road trip uh, itself, I think that that's pretty solid. Right. But yeah, it, it's gonna be difficult, and I could be mistaken on this, but I also believe the Clippers have one of the shorter All Star breaks um, compared to some other teams. Which we know, have a whatever. game. It well, happens. Yeah, we have a game right before the All Star break starts, and then we. I mean, you know what? I'm sure I'll take your word for it. The league hates us. Um, but let's move on to. So, what if the Clippers get to 45 wins? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. 
Let's Absolutely. say they, they get to forty. They get to just forty-five, which I think it'll be over forty-five. I would have taken the over at forty-five and a half. I would have taken the over at forty-six and a half. Forty-seven. Yeah. Um. But like 44, 45 wins is is that a play-in team with an eighty-two game season? We got I, that thing to worry about. Yeah. Which none of us want. I don't want to be in the play-in tournament. I mean, it's tough to say and. It's tough to look at the numbers from the last time the the league actually played 82 games in a season, which yes. you know now was more than two seasons ago. Uh, so I think it just depends on kind of how the West sits. I think that you know the West has gotten more competitive this year. So I mean, I, the Warriors get better. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. But likewise, that to me, like... Would, oh, that evens out the win totals, maybe. Everyone's a little yeah. more at each other's throats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would think that that would lower your total win totals. Cause, Tell you what's going to be a bloodbath, that freaking Pacific Division. Because who... <laughs> I mean, like... The Pac Div is going to be so good this season. I feel like the West still... To me, this year doesn't have that team that I'm like, oh yeah, that they're like gonna run through the regular season. No, there's I mean, a very it's the the top. I mean, it's a the Jazz and Suns could to some degree replicate the success they had last year. I would. I don't think the Suns will but, bet more on the Jazz maybe than the yeah, Suns in that regard. Will. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like looking at the West. I'm not like, oh, that team is just gonna run through the regular season. Right. For sure. Um. I don't think this is a play-in team. No, it's not. No, so on paper it just it can't be, and we got Ty Lue. Like I'm still, and this is maybe something we should do another episode on, maybe with some other fans or something from Twitter. But Doc was the coach of this team for so long that I am still. It's only been one year under Ty Lue, and we had the most successful Clippers season of all time. It was such a whirlwind with the game that I'm still like I still need to get myself from the mindset that Ty Lue is our coach. Yeah, I know he's our coach. I'm not saying it in some weird way like that, but like. When I think about the season as a whole, I revert back to kind of Doc brain, like as our coach, where I'm like, so because I'm more confident in the playoffs than I am about the regular season. Gotcha, gotcha. You know what I'm so, saying? So you're like, saying that like you're less worried about a win total under a Ty Lue absolutely. team because you know the process is going to be there. Exactly. Yeah. And with Doc Rivers, you're just like, we need to be a high seed because not nothing's going to change in the playoffs. I'm still kind of conditioning myself to be like, things will change in the playoffs and they will change for the better. I like that with take. Ty Lue. No, yeah. I, I definitely like that take because there is, um, you know, there is a different understanding. He was of, a coach of, for a while. <laughs> yeah. Of, of how postseason basketball is going to be played for this team. And, yeah. you know, certainly like, you know, there, he does have a track record of, you know, sort of up and down uh, sometimes teams in the regular season, uh, which happens. But there, you know, there's also other factors at play. But yeah. the thing, like the thing to me about the play in, uh, and looking at sort of the West, you and I were talking a little bit about this. I mean, there's, what, four or five teams that you can, I just feel like firmly count out of the playoffs. Okay. Right? Like, yeah. uh, the Thunder aren't making it. Sure. The Kings, probably not making it. Sure. Timberwolves, probably not making right. it. Right. Sorry, Pat Bev. The streak, <laughs> the streak ends. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Spurs? <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Maybe not. Rockets not making it. Rockets not making it, right. So that's five teams out. So then you essentially have, what, ten teams vying for, what is it now, nine spots, essentially? Yeah. Um. So I'm just, I, like, I'm just saying I, I don't think that... I don't think that this team is missing the playoffs by any stretch of the mind. No. Like, given those odds, yeah. right? Right. Um, 
And then also like just looking at like, is this a play-in team though? I don't know, man. Like in your mind, is this team minus Kawhi worse than the Grizzlies? Absolutely not. Is it worse than the Trailblazers? No. Is it worse than the Mavericks? No, because I have no idea what they're doing down there in Dallas. Yeah. In the regular season, like, I don't know, man. And even like there's... Even with scheduled rest, we're going to see some... You know, we don't know what the rest goes like it for Paul George. Like, no, I think you're right. And there's questions about other Western Conference teams, too. The Nuggets, yeah. who are a strong contender, down a guy for what we know right now is not a clear yeah. time. And we have no idea on Kawhi's timeline. Oh, it's the other thing that not. I think is absolutely kind of fun not. to remember, because I yeah. just started taking the optimistic side. Where I'm like, hey, maybe he comes back after 20 games. Who cares? Like, he comes back after the All-Star break. Who knows? Um, let us know what you think over at Locked On Clips. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking third center watch, DeAndre Jordan edition. But first, we got to give a shout out to Bet Online. Love it. We talked about him for this win total. You can get every win total for every NBA team over at Bet Online. It is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC and MMA. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news. You can also use your desktop computer. Sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That's all capital letters, one word. At BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back. And if you're a longtime listener of the show, or if you've just been listening last at, any po- at any point <laughs> in the offseason, uh, we've been looking out for third center. Charles has brought to the table a candidate. You may remember yes. him if you're a Clippers fan, Mr. DeAndre Jordan. He's one of the greatest Clippers of all time. Yes. He absolutely is. Um, absolutely, yeah. There's no updates heading into this weekend. Um an update on, before we get to DeAndre Jordan, an update on Isaiah Hartenstein. Some we I was looking at his Wikipedia because I was just looking for some stats and just some info to fill in the segment. Um, and it said he's suiting up for Bayern Munich in the German uh, Bundesliga this year. Which, like it, said, like it has 2021, which it wasn't there before, the previous times I checked his Wikipedia. So I don't know if that is a real thing or what's up with that. Interesting. Um, it yeah, would, I, I wonder if it, like there were cold feet from NBA teams and f- towards his agent after, because he worked out with a couple of teams. The Clippers were there for that workout. If he goes to the German Basketball League, I am borderline upset about this as a miss from the Clippers. We don't know what the salary needs were, yeah. but I can't imagine it's less than he's making in the Bundesliga. Who knows? But, but like maybe he's trying to raise his profile though too, and trying to come into the NBA. But with the German league isn't even. Yeah, that's it's, fair. It's not. No, that's fair. It's a. It's it's not a bad league. I'm not saying that, but it's not. It's not on the tier of some other leagues. It's not of, on the tier of, of other like, international like, leagues. Like this, like the Spain La Liga, or, like Spain or something like that. Yeah. Um, if this is a flyer that if the Clips could have taken and they didn't, I will genuinely be disappointed. Um, he's a good passer. He's quite literally a replacement level NBA player from yeah. his stats. Like, so I I have something. He's twenty three. Like it. I I don't. I also don't know how legitimate the Wikipedia edit is. I'm not trying to pretend that's set in stone. But if this is a miss that could have been had by the Clippers for like on a man like a twenty three year old center who can pass. Like, I mean, I don't know. I'd be pretty bummed. 
Well, so quasi bummed. I don't know. My counter argument would be, and and this would apply to DeAndre Jordan too. From what we've seen of what the Clippers have gone towards in the third center position, it's somebody who can stretch the floor a little bit more. Correct. Uh, You're right. Patterson, the, Boogie, the yeah, they'll so shoot. I I don't know if that played a factor, especially like we talked on this show earlier about like how the spacing kind of changes with Bledsoe out there. So I I don't know if it, there's a consideration where they maybe don't want another you know quote unquote traditional center because Serge is a little bit outside the mold. Zoo very yeah. much in the mold of you know what an old timey <laughs> right. center is. <laughs> an old timey center. Wow, see, I'm a center. See, he's got his like shirt off. I and rebound like, and, and I he's got his dunk. fists up in like that <laughs> yeah. old timey yeah. picture with, like a, with like a handlebar. Yeah, mustache. if Zoo gets into a fight this season, he's gonna like do the like the fighting Irish logo. Um, that's a good time. But I think I think you bring up a good point though. But also, 23, you could get the kit for not that much money. The passing is really exciting to me. But, I I, I mean, I I agree. Uh, You know, if there was an option to get him on a min, uh, I do feel like that was maybe a missed opportunity. Especially just, I think having some more youth throughout the regular season is kind of a nice thing. Because, like, third center, he's playing. Any third center is going to play, like, 10 to 15 minutes. They're probably going to get some healthy DNPs. Yeah. Like... And I mean, like, you know, we we haven't necessarily, health hasn't really been an issue at the third center position until, like, the playoffs. Uh, Sure. But, you know, it's just only been an issue at the first and second center position. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, Patterson has stayed available. But I still think having a little little bit of youth through the rigors of the regular season can only kind of help you out. Yeah. So now let's move on to the DeAndre Jordan thing. Opposite of youth. The opposite of youth. Uh, His time with the Nets might be up, per some report. Um, Clippers Twitter was... Is this was, a Charles Mockler scoop? This is not a scoop in <laughs> any way at all. Um, Clippers Twitter was in a pretty much dead split about this. I asked, like, yay or nay? And, like, I swear every every other comment was yes or no. Like, this is firmly such, like... there's. I mean, people who are pro bringing DeAndre back uh-huh. cite his leadership and locker room vibe, which I'm not really sure where that's coming from. I gotta from. be honest. I, I gotta be honest. Uh... I have a sour taste in my mouth. He stopped trying when he played with the Clippers. Yeah, from from how DeAndre Jordan ended his tenure here, and I got he was ten games away from kicking the ball into the stands instead of grabbing a rebound. Like he was not trying to play for the Clippers. Yeah, not at all. And I think the good locker room guy thing. I I think that comes into pretty severe question. I think that's Uh, based on Twitter highlights of him having fun on the bench for the Nets, which were a really good team. So it's like, yeah, of course he's having fun on the bench. Like. I don't, I don't think that. They said that uh, he can rebound, which I'm not going to deny that. Of course. The man averaged seven and a half and seven and a half in 22 minutes a game. People against it, they say Boogie would be just as good. And I, for most of the reasons that you brought up is that Boogie is a much more reliable shooter for the third center. Again, let's all keep the context in here. Yeah. Um, someone, people also argued, why not Paul Millsap, which we'll dive into a sec. And then just a lot of people just saying the word no. In the replies, which I am kind of on those people's side. Look, I just don't. This is not the reunion I want for uh, one of the greatest Clippers ever. Like, he's not going to get 22 minutes a game, obviously. But I I just know. Just know. I mean, like, as a if he's a true third option, assuming the health of Surgeon Zoo, 
I'm okay with it, but the question I like the burning question to me still is like, can you actually get him to buy into that role? Because like I'm not yeah. seeing it, man. Because if he doesn't, you're like, then what the fuck do we do? And I would be <laughs> very surprised if like his thought on his role was not a reason that like the Nets and him are are not continuing in the same direction because he is, by what most accounts, friends with two very high ranking <laughs> Nets officials in the Nets. Yeah. yeah. That's a good call. And so now we kind of get to the, look, I still want Hartenstein. I'm holding out for this. But we're getting into Paul Millsap versus DeAndre Jordan levels of preseason discussion. Okay, I'm just going to preface this by saying, if we could get Paul Millsap on an effing man, I would say do it tomorrow. What do we need to get the deal done? <laughs> so Millsap averaged nine, four and a half, and two in 21 minutes per game. Him and DeAndre basically have the same defensive rating. It was 111 for DeAndre, 110 for Paul Millsap. DeAndre has a plus 6% advantage in uh, total rebound percentage. Okay. Which I think is a fair thing to look at. Millsap has about a 25% advantage in free throw percents. On the same amount of attempts per game, I think that's kind of null and void. Like DeAndre that, Jordan's then they're gonna play, shooting was abysmal last season. And they're going to play like 10 minutes. But I think that's why it's null and void. Yeah. Like, they're not playing enough time. Like, if we lose a game because Paul Millsap or DeAndre Jordan misses free throws. And there were other what issues. What is this game? Yeah, there were yeah. other issues. Um... I have a note in here that I think is interesting. DeAndre is taller. Okay. Which I actually think is a big help for him in the argument for the third center position of taking up space. So you know my take. I, th- I think that the Clippers, what they need is maybe someone who can stretch the floor a little right. bit more. Sure. Maybe somebody outside the traditional You're wearing a Paul Millsap jersey right now. Look. A Clippers Paul Millsap jersey. I mean, Millsap <laughs> kind of fits to me the mold a little bit more of what they need. Yeah. Assuming health. I mean, he is a career 30... 30- four percent three-point shooter so that's nice i also just feel like he takes a little bit of wear and tear off of batum in some lineups we can't have the regular season too many minutes at the five i totally agree with that and i think ty lu is going to be conscious of that and it'll be much like we saw during the regular season last year where we really don't use the small lineup a a whole lot yeah uh, as as much as you know we we, saw it for 20 minutes we saw it for like 15 minutes versus the jazz that one time in the regular season everyone was like oh my god this is gonna be sick oh yeah and then we didn't see it again for game like multiple (laughs) multiple games yeah (laughs) yeah so i think i would maybe take Millsap because i your argument on like the fit of the third center i think that i think you're on to something with that yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing to think about, but I think that... I want Millsap or Hartenstein at this point. I think that's somebody who I guess, can, or Buggy. I think it's somebody who can come in and provide a little bit of spark off the bench. Um, spark? Yeah. From a third center perspective? Yes. Okay. Like, from an energy perspective, from a vibe perspective, I just think that that's, like, kind of what is needed. But if DeAndre is fully bought in, and, like, there's just this, like, what, it, like, then what? Like, because if DeAndre's fully bought in... I'm like, what? That seems like a good time. You'd have to show me first. I'm not. I, I'm that's just fair. not buying it. I mean, well, I'm not buying it. They had to. They had to put a chair against the door to get the man to resign. Um, and like, I mean, like you said, I mean, DeAndre, one of the greatest Clippers of all time. No got question. Got us to where we're at I right mean, now. He was a rebound leader for what two, three seasons. Absolutely. Uh, he was great. But if you could get him to buy into a third center type of role, I mean, it is also a tantalizing pick. Sure. Um, doesn't limit what Bledsoe can do on the floor if he is the general of the second unit. Right. Interesting. And Kennard, too, who's going to have a big second uh, second year with the Clippers. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking Kerwin Roach, Terrence Mann, and then a father-son dunk edition of Love Mary Quarantine. But first, 
Will, talk to me about protein bars. What's the best one? Uh, what should I eat? The best one is easily Built Bar. Look, the thing is, did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone, really. When you Sick. talk, I mean, it's great. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. They got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, ooh, yummy. But you know what my favorite flavor is? Mm. It's gotta be double chocolate. Oh, wow, sometimes single, up. Sometimes, sometimes single chocolate is just not enough. <laughs> if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. So we keep going on and on about the flavors, but it's not just about flavor. These saucy little numbers are healthy <laughs> too. Check out these macros. Each bar has 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, very low, only four to five grams sugar, and only four to five grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and right now we have a very special offer for our listeners. If you order today, you can get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like, and did you know this? Built Bar is the official protein bar of the US track and field team. It's pretty cool, you know? Uh, so fun. go ahead and, and go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And now that you're satiated, you probably need some auto parts. You should go to Rock Auto. Uh, Rock Auto is, you know, they're a big sponsor of the show. They help, they help you listen to it, it's a good time. Uh, and they know that with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, sir, are you sure you're Charles Mockler? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why spend up to 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Honda Odyssey fuel pump, that'll run you about 353 from a chain store. 216 bucks from Rock Auto. Not bad at all. That's a pretty big discount. Rock Auto is also a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every single customer. Doesn't matter if you're wholesale. Doesn't matter if you're just doing your own thing. Um, you know, go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Very simple. See every part you need. It works. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, so we're back and we're talking shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap everything else up if you're new to the podcast. Random stuff. And then we also have a classic Love, Mary Quarantine for you. Uh, so kicking things off, Kerwin Roach, who kind of stood out to both of us as, like I said, a summer just, league kind of standout. At some points he was like, the, the, he was... One of the more consistent performers in the Clippers Summer League. In the Summer League, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, of it, was, it, it was apparent the that he... The boys of summer, you know? <laughs> yes, the summer boys of Summer. Summer of Kerwin Roach. <laughs> it was maybe apparent that he wasn't quite ready for that skill set to translate at the next level. Sure. Um, he averaged 7.4 points, shot 60%, 14 minutes a game for the Clippers Summer League team. He's joining Irony Ness Ziona in Israel's top division for the upcoming season. Good for Kerwin. Yeah. Hope he crushes. Definitely. It's a good time. Terrence Mann, uh, just kind of moving on to some some current Clippers news. Terrence Mann got the key to the city of his hometown of Lowell, Massachusetts. Good for him. Love it. He's a Clipper. Hope he's a Clipper for life at this point. Fan favorite. Deserves it. 
What does it mean when you get the key to the city? Can you go into anyone's home at any point? When I was young, I legitimately thought it was a skeleton key and you could just go anywhere. Some places that I still I, think that. Some some places that I hope he has unlimited access to. Uh, the Whistler House. What is that? It's an art museum in a, in a famous house in Lowell, Massachusetts. One of the key uh, tourist attractions. Okay. Uh, can he go at any point to the New England Quilt Museum? I'm sure he already has an annual pass. Does he get to touch the quilts? Wear the quilts? Maybe take a quilt home. These are good questions. <laughs> and also, my, my other question is, does it extend to the national parks? Are you from Lowell, Massachusetts? Because <laughs> I just feel like being able to camp at any time, regardless of whether it's a campsite or not in a national park, I mean, that's kind of a flex. I think if there's no endangered kind of native foliage or, you know, oh, he's packing animal impact species, I think that would be fine. He's taking nothing but pictures, leaving nothing but footprints. Damn. Is that a saying in camping? It's like a conservation thing, yeah. Oh, okay. I bet Terrence Mann's down with that. Oh, I hope absolutely. he can go anywhere in Lowell, Mass. Yeah. Shout out Lowell, Mass. If you live in Lowell, Mass and you listen to the show, let us know. Would let us know at Locked On Clips. <laughs> would you allow Terrence Mann to come into your house at any time? <laughs> no, but seriously, if, you, if you're from Lowell, Mass... And you are such a big Terrence Mann fan that you listen to the Lockdown Clippers podcast. Get at us. That'd yeah, be please. Awesome. We'd love to know. Yeah, we would absolutely love to know. Um, moving on, closing out this week of shows. We're doing Love, Mary, Quarantine, where we take something, as Will says, arbitrarily related to the Clippers. That's always related to the Clippers. But um, arbitrarily. Okay. We're picking something to love, picking something to marry, because it is 2021, and then picking something to quarantine. Um, we're doing Father-Son Dunk Gifts Edition. Yeah. So basically, everyone on this list has sunned someone with a dunk. Son, the person they're giving this gift to. Um, we got Terrence Mann. What does he get Rudy Gobert? As we all remember, Terrence Mann yammed on Rudy Gobert a couple a times. A couple of times. <laughs> Once in an elimination yeah. game. DPO what? <laughs> Not the dunk player of the year. <laughs> uh, so we have a couple of options, I feel like, for okay. Terrence Mann to Rudy Gobert. I feel like one, maybe Terrence Mann gets Rudy Gobert's French national team silver medal bronzed. Just saying, hey... Just I a, thought you might want to remember this moment forever. Just a pure dick move. <laughs> okay. I'm kind of on board with that. Uh, another option would be, if you're familiar with Terrence Mann's taste in art, he gets Rudy Gobert uh, a piece of art in which Terrence Mann and Kobe are dunking, riding on a white tiger over a crying Rudy Gobert. I love this. Terrence Mann has a painting of him and Kobe, I believe, high-fiving each other on the court. Um, we've talked about Terrence Mann's taste in art and interior design on this podcast before. Going to save those thoughts for another day. He's a, man, he's a young understand. man. I 100% understand. Would have done the exact same thing. Um, Kawhi gets Maxi Kleba, as we all remember that good time. Oh, ago. man. Um, he vaporized him. He vaporized <laughs> He gets Maxi Kleba a framed picture of the dunk because that just feels like the most Kawhi gift ever. And then he would tell Maxi, when I saw this, I thought of you. <laughs> I love that. That's so <laughs> That great. feels like a Kawhi gift. Uh, and then... We got Kawhi gets Isaiah Stewart, which this this is a good dunk. Shout out to Isaiah Stewart, too, for consistently challenging at the rim. Yes. Can't pretend that I don't like that part of it. Um, Paul George gets Isaiah Stewart a loose bag of Coney Island chili. Oh, is he from Coney Island? He just plays for Detroit. Oh. I'm talking Coney Island and Detroit chili. Um, There's a Coney Island Detroit? There's a bunch of Coney Islands in Detroit. Huh. Yeah, that's Coney Island chili. That's where they, from the Coney. But Coney Island is not in Detroit. Understood. But Mr. McDonald doesn't live in California. There's a whole plenty of those here. That's just how it works. Um, which is, this is also just a good gift. I would love a loose bag of chili from anybody. Um, what do you love in marrying and quarantining? 
Uh, okay, I am... I'm loving Kawhi uh, with the Maxi Cleaver frame picture of the dunk. Right. I think it's so... And I think that it would not even be like a dick thing. Like, he sunned him in the way that we're intending it in this segment. Uh, I do believe the note that you have rings true. Like, oh, hey, I just saw this somewhere. I thought I'd send it to you. Actually, be like, yeah. Maxi Cleaver <laughs> also said that should have been a technical foul after they stared him down. What a baby. the lamest thing Ever. Um, all right, what do you marry? Real soft. Real soft. Oh, that's soft, yeah. Egyptian cotton over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. High thread count over at Maxi Kleba's house. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to marry both of these Terrence Mann things. I think that <laughs> bronzing someone's gold medal, and it would include it would include the uh, the silver medal, bronzing yeah. the silver medal, uh, and it would include the necklace part, too. The strap? But, yeah, the whole thing so is So it's truly bronze. <laughs> yeah. That's a good bit. That's a good uh, bit. And then the artwork, yeah, I, I got to marry it. Um, right. but I'm, I'm not quarantining anything. I'm also loving, I'm, I'm also loving the bag of loose chili because a bag of loose chili, especially sent in the mail. That's a hilarious, that's a funny gift. That's a hilarious gift. Yeah. Um, I am going to, I'm loving Maxi Kleba getting that, getting that framed picture of the dunk. That's a good time. Um, I also picture it. It's not a poster. It's like a desk photo. Like it's like something. Oh yeah, it's that, like a five by seven. It's something that Kawhi thinks Maxi Kleba is gonna put on his mantle. Yeah. Um. So he can be like, hey, I got dunked on by Kawhi, and his guests would be like, that's actually pretty cool. And he'd be like, I thought it should have been a tech. They'd be like, okay, <laughs> give us a glass of wine. Um. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna marry both. The Terrence man gets him a piece of art while him and Kobe are dunking over Gobert. And then uh, Isaiah Stewart getting a loose bag of chili, which is great. And I'm honestly, I'm going to, I think I got to quarantine the French silver medal thing because this might have diplomatic issues. (laughs) This might have diplomatic. The idea to ramifications. I think if it's a gag silver medal, I think that's great. But if he, if he's, I think there's some. He's using, well, Rudy Gobert famously owns a house in Lowell. Right. Is using yeah, his, right. is using his key to the city. He's trying he's to build a Kanye West-esque ranch <laughs> he's, in Lowell. He's, gra- he's grabbing that silver medal, getting that bad boy bronze, so he can remember it forever. All right. I mean, I still think <laughs> diplomatic-wise, it just might cause some issues. Um, people of France are proud people, which makes sense. Um, that about wraps it up for this Friday episode. Went a little long on this one. Hope everyone's okay with that. Next week, we're coming at you Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We are doing a little belated birthday trip for someone who hosts this podcast who isn't Will. Recurring theme. It seems like Charles has the longest birthdays in the world. We uh, (laughs) we just did a little barbecue for my regular. We're just going to see a good old buddy. Um, We'll be back at you Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, We're going to be doing a mailbag episode, so get those questions in at Locked on Clips. We always love answering y'all's questions. Um, And then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. If some crazy news happens while we're celebrating my birthday yet again um we'll have some content for you guys yeah we'll either either have a pod or we'll be live on twitter that's at locked on clips if you don't already follow check us out might be a little rowdy um we'll see what happens um we got we broke down some five-star reviews last week or last episode we cannot thank y'all enough for those will if someone were be to be so inclined to give us a five-star review where could they do that uh you can leave us a review on itunes with the podcast app Regardless of where you li- listen, if you would leave a rating and review, five stars, it'd be great. It'd really help us out. But you can listen to us on other platforms. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Clippers. It works fabulously. As Chuck mentioned up top, we're coming at you three days a week through sort of the doldrums of the off season. Yeah. But uh, starting the last week of September, 
we will be coming at you five days a week once again. We absolutely would. And I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. As always, we appreciate you.